Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and this is level 122. And gobble 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 Read the thing gobble, I gobble, wrote. Gobble. I'm not reading the thing you wrote. It is Thanksgiving week. It's turkey time. So with that, let's get let's jump right into the show. Let's jump. Wait, I need to introduce you guys first. Let's do that first. I've got with me Corey, L, and Nate. What's up, guys? Hey, bro. Salutations. All right. I'm hyped. I'm awake. What Corey the hell's is, wrong with you? Corey's so a little pissed off that he got his ass kicked in Cake Bash. One, you can't get your butt kicked in that game, okay? That's not a thing that happens. I knocked your sprinkles off. <laughs> no. No. What grinds my gears is when people don't play party games in a party fashion. We play them in a party fashion. Not maybe maybe party fashion is the wrong expression when you don't do the effing objective of the <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, what do you? I know that's directed at Kush. Like he was doing his best, man. But he was the host, and he had that that host advantage. And I had a bunch of lag, so it seemed like I was punching you a bunch of times when really I was trying to punch the fortune cookie. It's pressing the hug button. Yeah. <laughs> And if you had only dashed with the B button, you could have gotten away from me. If you had only just done the tutorial. Well, one, I did the tutorial. Your assumption of me actually paying attention is uh, vastly incorrect. Anyway, so for those who missed it, we did a cake bash stream right before recording. It was awesome. You could find it on the Twitch archives. Check it out. Thank you very well, much. Well, it's going to be on YouTube, but it was not that great. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Wow, what a little bitch. Corey, got owned. It's listen, okay, listen. Dude. This is a you party game. There are many different... Three people were laughing and that, one person wasn't. many different maps that you can pick from. Each have their own environmental whatchamacallit. And when you play the mini games, you have to do an objective. Maybe it's like stand in the sprinkle shower, which is kind of like King of the Hill. Maybe it is to smash these things that fall on the ground. Fortune cookies. Well, that was just one of them. If if everybody does the objective, and yes, if we're all trying to get to the same <laughs> spot and you want to like hit each other out, that's fine. That's part of the game. When I'm on the other side of the map and you're just aiming to get me and I'm not in the lead, that pisses me off. <laughs> you cannot piss me off quicker. <laughs> Next, we need, we should have streamed that with all four of our cameras on. No, I'm I mean, glad that we decided not to. Corey dropped an F bomb. He was irritated. Yeah, Corey, Mike, his mic stopped working at one point. I <laughs> and I literally put down the controller during one of the games. I stopped playing. <laughs> Did better. Corey's a salty game. boy. And I still barely got last place. L <laughs> still barely beat me in that one. <laughs> I didn't even play seventy five percent of it. Oh man! At the start of the stream, I said that we're gonna record the panel afterwards, and either we're gonna be really, really salty and angry at each other, or we're gonna be loopy and having fun. Well, I'm in a good mood. Elle's in a good mood. Nate's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. And Corey's pissy. I'm salted caramel. Okay, I'm <laughs> playing part of the act of the game. Oh man, it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, the thing I didn't understand was why my character kept getting the highest pedestal at the very, very end of that, the game. That did not happen every time, by the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was the first place finisher out of that very first weird. game we played, me. 
two out of three though. But but Nate got achievements and you didn't. Yeah, but this the, but the second time I led, I aimed for last place, so technically I won. I, I finished <laughs> what my no the last one I won. If we were going for last place, I definitely got the golf scores. I got no. negative two fifty. That on the last one, on the second one. Oh, the second one. Yeah, no, I beat you on the second. Well, I mean, I had the highest absolute value on that first game. Uh, well, that's not the game. So we were playing by golf rules. Uh, no, we're golf. playing by the games rules, and I won. So yeah, I hope you want to play this game now. <laughs> it's basically it, well, it's not basically. It's just it's a party game, and it is so much fun. Yeah, that was way more fun than playing it solo against bots uh, as a demo. So um, No, because after we finished... Okay, there's an achievement. We're playing on the beach, everybody. And umbrellas drop. And hermit crabs cross your path. And there's an achievement. Miscellaneous, you have to hit a hermit crab with an umbrella. Well, I played with bots as soon as we ended. And guess what? who got that achievement? And it was a blast. That's weird. I got that during a regular play. Yeah, same did, so did I. And so did I. It's weird. Just saying. Sucks. I, I don't know I why Corey couldn't bots. get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This game is published by Code Sync and developed by High T Frog, and it's currently twenty bucks. So, what do you guys? What do you guys say? You recommend people pick this up or no? Ask me a, a later. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask Corey next week when he's not let a lot less salted car- caramel. Maybe you should do a giveaway for anyone that types sprinkles. Ooh, touch oh. my sprinkles, or what was it you said a couple minutes ago? Smash uh, my sprinkles. Sh- sprinkle shower. Yeah, sprinkle shower. That's yeah. What it was. <laughs> there you go. Sprinkle shower. First, to, first to type no, that. No, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like first because you know people listen at different increments. You got to do something mm, different. Yeah. Hmm. This is true. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We'll figure. I will it out. think about that. All right. Everyone who PMs you that code gets no. Nope, I'm, in I'm ta- everybody who PMs me that code is getting banned for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want any private messages. All right. So oh. PM rocker <laughs> so, juice. egg juice. PM rocker egg juice fifty twelve. Send them a picture of salt. Jeez, Corey, what's going on with you, man? Or a sprinkle shower. Thanksgiving's coming. Christmas is coming. You should be happy as a clam. Oh, I'm very thankful that the game's over. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoyed the game. Oh, man. 75% of us enjoyed the game. And I, I will say I will say that most games like this are local only, so it was nice to be able to play online with people. Yes. I do think the game should be a tad cheaper or go to Game Pass, and it would have a good community, I think. Copycat, I said that. I didn't remember you saying it. Yeah, if that was on Game it, Pass, I think a lot more people would be jumping in. Oh, that's a good... Wow, you're right. It would be a fantastic Game Pass game. I would love to have more people play with uh, play it instead of two people who are having fun and one salty boy. Hey, this should be at the Game Pass. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, Corey. <laughs> I think all party games should have a max price of $10. I'm just saying. Yeah, twenty bucks does seem a bit high because there's not like a whole whole lot in the, to the game. But there's not a I whole lot to Jackbox games either, but they're pricey. Yeah, but they're not 
indie games. There was good music. There was good graphics. Yes. It was, I'm not saying $20 it had is a budget. unreasonable. But yeah, if this game was just a tad cheaper, maybe $15, I could see more people jumping in to get to grab it. Yeah, and it's definitely way more fun than the demo, like I said before. Uh, yeah, if you just find people that have the game, this, this could be fun. If anybody wants to get the game and wants to play in a non-competitive fashion to get achievements, <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> Play for fun. It's a party game. It looks Have some like, fun. It does look like some would be very easy to set up with people who are also oh, going to achieve Oh, you could totally boost this and get a, get a bunch of achievements. Yeah. But do, please don't just buy this game just to get the achievements. Have some fun. Are you Find telling me friends. how to play games now? I am playing. I You're am using the wrong voice to tell them how to play games. Play the game for fun, not for Have achievements. Have some f- fun, Corey. You got that fucking scowl on your face. Jesus Christmas on Friday. Oh my god. It was fun. There was cake, there was uh sprinkles, there were chips, there was muffins, there was eclairs, there was egg juice. I'm looking right now. <laughs> I'm hungry. I I only have twenty six party games on my tag tag, and you know the best ones, I don't even consider them party games. Play with your kids. Introduce them to these type of games. Yeah. They're not gonna want to learn how to use a Cronus. They're gonna want to learn how to play games like this. They're fun. Chill out, Cub Scout. Kenny, tell us about Gears of War 2. <laughs> okay, I guess we can jump into the game showcase. Even though Gears 2 is totally not on my list right now. Oh. Kenny, tell us about... Gears 3. Gears... <laughs> Terminator Gears Judgment Day. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to quickly mention... What the one game that I had a lot of fun playing over the weekend? I streamed Sunday night Halo Three with the Dream Team or myself, Petart, Def Dealers, and Alex RD. Um, like I said during the stream, it sounds like a nightmare. Oh my god, it's so much fun! All like I'm saying is, I looked into the stream for like five minutes, and Death was just dying. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean, so, we decided to play Halo 3 because after myself, Alex, and uh, Sarah, we recorded Chief Wiz the other week. We were just sitting there talking, and we noticed that Sarah is almost at 97% complete completion rating, ratio, rating, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Percentage, that's the word. And... uh. 97 being her max because she has some unobtainables and whatnot. She can't get on her tag. And she basically has like 500 achievements left to unlock. And she's gotten, then she has unlocked everything on her tag. And we notice she hasn't completed Halo 3 yet. It's like, oh, well, that's easy enough to do. We can help you out with that. So we got the dream team back together after we helped her with Halo Reach. Uh, myself and Alex, we've already completed the game. We're just more or less happy to help Sarah. And Death has also not started Halo 3 at all, so she's also been able to unlock some achievements with it while having some fun. The main achievements that Sarah needs, uh, well, the only achievements that she needs, is all is the par score on each of the levels and then the best achievement, annual. So... When I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, we got to stream this. Sarah's not good at all at shooters. 
Uh, Death, you know, she's passable. Alex and I are, are good at Halo. So this shouldn't be Doubt. too terrible. <laughs> no, Death is actually pretty good. So it's it's kind of like three people carrying one, you know. Oh, you know what that's like. I do. Um, Halo 3 is actually the base game. So the one on the 360 is actually more difficult to get the scoring achievements in in Master Chief Collection because it's not team score. It's individual score. So, really? yeah, I I don't remember. I looked it up. I think I did this back in 20, or not 2012, 2008, something like that. So it's been so long, I don't remember. Um, But yeah, so basically what we have to do is we have to get take someone who's not good at shooters and make them good at shooters in order to get the points, which we basically found the best way to do that is Alex, Vicky, and I, we just shoot all the grunts. We shoot like the flyers and stuff like that, and we just leave the brutes, since they're high-value targets, to Sarah. We just take the shields off, and she finishes them off, gets the points, and we just do our best to keep her alive. It worked out pretty well. We wound up completing three out of nine levels. So that's like half. Uh, not necessarily. This, but this isn't a math <laughs> podcast, so I'm not going to hold that against oh. you. That may have been you mentioned. can't. You can't like evenly split a pizza into nine sections. So he's confused. So I would eat the whole thing, <laughs> as long as it's not pineapple. Yeah, that was fun. To, fun to stream. We plan on streaming that every Sunday night, so you can see that if you would so choose. Uh, I'll probably take us another three weeks or so till we complete that. That will be on YouTube eventually for your viewing pleasure. But that's enough of that. Uh, Nate, what game do you want to talk about? I want to talk about a game called Mycetopia. Now, I know Corey has played this. Has anyone else played this? I watched Corey play it. I watched Corey play it. Uh, There's an echo. I watched myself play it. It's a Mystroidvania. Nice. uh, Where it's labeled as that. Uh, on TA. It is by Rattleica Games, and it is kind of pretty. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. lie. The, yeah. The graphics are nice. So um, it's a rat game about a mouse? Yeah, it's about a mouse, and you uh, <laughs> basically run around. You have uh, you start off with a sword. Yeah, I think like a wooden sword or something, and that's okay. Uh, it's not great. And then you get a bow, and the bow is really not great at all. Uh, but you can level those up by, uh, getting 500, uh, gems or whatever, and then going to the appropriate person. Uh, the achievements are mostly for killing with a particular weapon and then finding people, uh, townspeople and rescuing them. Um, now I used this game to basically get a lot of gamer score really quickly. I think, uh, you can probably go from beginning to end of this game in about 45 minutes even if you don't know what you're doing, um, you'll figure it out as you go along. Now, I ran into a problem where I saved the last achievement for another day. So I saved the game, and I came back to it. And uh, when I came back to it the second day, I was I had to find one last townsperson. So I was out in the forest, uh, and I was looking, 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 and I found a room that on the map was yellow. And that mean that's different than most of the other rooms. And and the yellow rooms are the ones where you have townspeople that you rescue and they show up back in town. Well, there was no townsperson to rescue in that room. And as it turns out, uh, that can glitch 
There can be a glitch in this game where that happens. Now, it happened to me, and I happen to think that it's because I saved the game and came back to it. I didn't do it all in one sitting. So I am stuck uh, and have to do a whole new playthrough on a new game, and I'm going to do it in one sitting uh, rather than risk running into this issue again. And Corey, I know you've got the completion, so you didn't mm-hmm. see that. I did not. Yes, and you did it in one playthrough, didn't you? I did all in 90 minutes. Yes. So uh, the second playthrough will be a lot faster because I know about where things are and I know, you know, know how I know enemy patterns and things like that. And I can skip a lot of stuff. So and if you you should have learned, you need to go through those little portals for the checkpoints to actually register. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that something you learned? (laughs) Yeah. Like I saw one, like I went through every single one of them except for this one. And I. I didn't go through it, but like I went over it and I said, okay, uh, uh, this is where it's at. And uh, I go pretty far and I die and that's not the portal I go one. back to. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on my first playthrough, I leveled up my sword, which is good. I recommend that. And then I leveled up my heart. So a little bit more health. And that was actually kind of helpful because I found the forest was a little bit trickier. There were some rooms that were just impossible to uh, get into or get out of without getting hit one time. Uh, so if you're just kind of speed running, you're not really playing very carefully, you could very quickly lose all your hearts and have to go back uh, to the last checkpoint. It has the the hallmark uh, of the old Metroid series, where if you're low on health and you happen to be at a room where there's a uh, like a crate or something right inside the room, you can enter the room, destroy the crate, hopefully get a heart, leave the room, uh, keep coming back in. So you can keep farming hearts or gems that way. Huh. Uh, if that's you really nice. want to, that's, that's an old school Metroid trick uh, or platformer trick in general, but uh, that, that holds true here. Uh, the game's fun. It's pretty. Um, it's a great base for a game, but it's very basic. So I'm not really looking forward to that second playthrough, but if they were to add more variety to the game, I think it'd be actually pretty good, fun uh, Radalika. I haven't played it yet, but I was like I said, I was watching Corey play. It didn't look terrible. It looked like another, you know, Radalika game that actually had a bit of quality to it. It wasn't hey. just complete trash. You get a double jump, you get a roll move. You know, it's you know, it's not bad. It's a good base to work from. And actually, because I uh, wasn't using a guide or anything, and I was running around and I couldn't figure out why that room didn't have anything in it, I actually ended up doing everything in the game that you could, except for rescuing that one person, and I got to see the credits. So I actually beat this Radalika. Uh I saw credits. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I still need to go back and get that last achievement, but I have done pretty much everything you can in this game. I had a question. Yes, they do set it up for a sequel. I was going to ask if you, if, uh, you have to beat the game to get the last achievement. That's you do not. Okay. I know it's a stupid question, but... Yeah, you actually don't even have to get all of the uh, the well stones or whatever it is, like these pieces of Fountain the well. The pieces. Yeah, there's 10 pieces that you have to find to see the credits, uh, but you don't need to get all 10. I think you need to get five to get the yep. second achievement. There's one for getting three. There's one for getting five. Uh, if you get the 10, whatever. Uh, and actually, on my second playthrough, I can completely ignore them because they don't do anything for you in terms of progression. So I think... Yeah. Yeah, looking at the solution for that last achievement, a lot of people had bugs. So you're not alone. Yeah, I'll have to. uh, Sucks. 
I'll let some other people figure that out on their second runs. And there you go. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think is that it's got to be just doing it in one sitting and just getting lucky. So <sighs> one sitting will probably do it. Some people call it luck. I call it skill. Well, what else you got to talk about, Corey? Well, I'm playing. Uh, I'm doing the Koosh thing for once. Uh, I don't usually chase Game Pass stuff, but I'm chasing. Uh, the Game Pass removal of Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden. Now, this is a this is an interesting little game. It's a strategy game that's turn-based. Uh, it says stealth on TA, and I can see where you have that. It's, it has some stealthy elements, but it's kind of like, um, like XCOM, right? Uh, as much as I know about XCOM. I've only played Mario vs. Rabbids. Uh, that is... Like it has like a overworld that you're kind of walking through. I don't know if XCOM has that, but uh, this this does have a world that you're exploring and you pick up loot and like scrap and stuff. And as you go, like you'll see enemies and they have like a radius that they can see. And if you walk into it, they'll start attacking you. Uh, if they don't see, you, you can ambush them or you can sneak around them. And you have to do that at some points to to get where you need to go. But you're navigating this map in these little localized areas to to go through the story. And you're once you come to these fights, it, it is turn-based. And it has the tiles that show up on the ground where you can walk or sprint. And they take up action points and stuff like that. you got to manage a lot. Uh, I'm playing on normal. Uh, I just want to get through the story. And there are some missable achievements. So I am kind of following a guide along the way. Uh, there's random achievements for uh, collecting everything, uh, collecting 100% of this certain item, this artifact uh, kind of item, and as well as using certain abilities, uh, what they call mutations, so many times. So I'm doing that on normal, and that will give me most of the achievements. But most of the TAD lies within the la- pretty much the last three achievements. And there's this mode called Iron Mutant Mode. And if I if I understand it correctly, I think that it, it's obviously uh, it's a mode that you can play on any difficulty. Uh, but I think that if somebody dies, you lose them uh, permanently. I think that's an XCOM thing. Yeah, that sounds like it. And so it's called Iron Mutant here. And there's achievements related to beating the game in that mode, beating that game in that mode on very hard, and beating the game in that mode on very hard without losing a crew member. So it sounds pretty difficult, right? A little bit, yes. All right. So, and then the, then the last achievement, obtain all achievements, is worth absolutely zero gamer score. So there's the that. worst. Definitely not a cakewalk. Anyways, uh, there, there's DLC to this game. And I'm actually debating about getting the DLC that costs like 15 bucks. Uh, it adds a little bit of story from what I could see. But the major talking point in getting the DLC is relate it to these Iron Mutant achievements because if you look at the the hardest achievement for beating it in Iron Mutant on very hard without losing the crew member, this is what you do. Two steps. Start a new game on very hard with Iron Mutant, obviously, with the DLC preset characters, and then you fast travel to the end location where you have to get to in the base in the base game and you get all of those achievements. <laughs> I love it. So I, so playing through normal it makes it easier, and then I'm going to kind of—I haven't done it yet, but if I decide to buy the DLC, uh, I'll, I'll try to speed through that 
because I'm going to lose the game, but it also get me these these very juicy achievements. Wouldn't it make more sense to wait for a sale and buy the deluxe edition? Something like that? Uh, I don't know. I could just pay it now and beat it now. I imagine since it's in Game Pass, even the DLC gets a little discount. Mm, a little bit. It might be like thirteen fifty or something like that. Woo! And I mean, that one, the DLC has like all the achievements look doable except for the last one. Uh, which it doesn't seem bad. You, it wants you to complete this DLC storyline in Iron Mutant mode. Uh, but again, you can pick, say, normal difficulty um, and and kind of get through that. You don't have to pick very hard or whatever. And there's no cheese for that that I can see. But it will cheese the base game stuff, which uh, that's where the hard stuff lies. So, yeah, I'm kind of churning away through that. I, I need to kind of pick up the pace uh, because as of... This recording, I have less than a week or a week uh, to do this. So 20, 25 hours is what TA says without the DLC. That's probably without doing, that's probably doing the Iron Mutant mode legit as well. So uh, I don't, it doesn't have a timer to tell me how far I'm in. Uh, I have to be at least six to eight hours. I'm somewhere in that range. Uh, I still got a bit to go, but. It's flowing, and uh, I like the characters and stuff. the The artwork actually grabbed me first and foremost. You, it has the main characters are this this hog pig type character, uh, this duck, and uh, this like zombie girl looking thing. Uh, but you also pick up other crew members who you can use along the way. And I don't know, I just I just like that uh that style. Whenever there's a talking duck, uh, I'm kind of I kind of have to play it a little bit. You and ducks. I'm What's surprised. better, a duck or a goose? Uh, ducks. I hate geese. I'm actually a little surprised this game's been out for two years almost. Yeah, I um, it, it caught my eye when it launched, because I think it launched in the Game Pass, if I remember correctly, um, and I just haven't played it, and the removal is kind of saying, hey, do that thing you've been saying that you wanted to do. It works out. It's good TAD. Uh, it's just a little slow burn, but at, at the end, it will... It, it, it'll be worth it, I think. Uh, Al, what you got for the game showcase? All right. And continuing with good old point-and-click games for Chewie's Cannoli Cake Bash Challenge. Something like that. You forgot the casserole, though. That's, that's last week. It's been sitting out all week. It's kind of gross now. So, decided to play... Day of the Tentacle Remastered, which, uh, if you remember, came out about a month ago into Game Pass, along with Full Throttle and Grim Fandango, which Nate talked about last week. That he did. Or two weeks ago, one of those. Um, yeah, so I did this one with Michelle and her brother Brian, so we had a three-way menage tentacle. It was good times. So this one's very good for G-Task right now. It's worth 1700 TA, so 700 TAD, and the completion takes about three to four hours. Um, there's no walkthrough on TA, so I had to pull in a Hizo and use PlayStation Trophies Guide in order to not what? miss anything. I know. It's, uh, hasn't yeah it, it's been out for a couple of years i think on the playstation 4 so there was a nice trophy guide you don't miss anything um my suggestion is if you're going to play it um i'm not going to say don't use a guide because there's so many stupid missables 
but I would still go through. The, we uh, still went through the dialogue trees and still got the story of the game. And I would make sure you don't skip any cutscenes. And Corey, because <laughs> that would uh, nullify an achievement. Wow! And always, <laughs> I know. What was it like, Grim Fandango, where you need a second playthrough? Um, you don't need a second playthrough for any of them, but you could always play it blind. Oh, you know what? I remember Nate mi- missed the collectible <laughs> and had to play it again. Nate That's missed. Yes. That's what Nate, I was thinking of. Nate missed. Yeah, missed a conversation collectible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, those are the worst when you have to do that. So, but the other thing I was going to say is, you get nine or ten save slots. Make use of all of them, just in case. Um, Michelle actually missed one achievement. And then when she reloaded her save and did it again, it popped for her. So always be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. Always make multiple saves. Try not to stick to one save. These type of games. Just in case. And also the achievement for getting all achievements does not pop right away. It's always scary when that happens. You have to reload the game and then it saves, which is so dumb. But it worked. It worked. Um, I had never played this. I had played Maniac Mansion on the NES. A lot, but never played Day of the Tentacle. And Day of the Tentacle includes Maniac Mansion in the game, but it was a little jarring to me because there was no music when you play it. So I guess the PC game didn't have music. It was only title screen music, and that's it. Oh, I know why you like this game. I just saw an achievement. Oh, boy. It's called... Dude, it's like cannibalism where Hoagie eats a Hoagie. Um, <laughs> yes, that is actually... The easiest achievement you can get in the game, you just have to idle with Hoagie, and then he takes a Hoagie out and eats it and then burps because he's fat and likes food that are sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Actually, technically, uh, there's an achievement for playing Maniac Mansion, and that is uh, technically easier by TA ratio or unlocked player count. Yep. Yeah, the Hoagie one's like, I don't know, Five achievements deep. Mm, yeah, no, you can get it pretty much right away. You just have to idle with them. I'll say that one's well by kind of very early by other player standards. It, it it is missable if you don't idle. Yeah, it was very interesting. All the progression ones are not rare, and then every all the weird ones are are rare achievements as we went through. Very interesting to see. Um, we went on to full throttle next. I'm not going to talk about it because I was told not to tell many stories. But I will say that there was one achievement that actually um, was a dialogue tree one. And in the achievement name, it, it referenced having to do all the dialogue trees. So, yeah. Which one's quicker, Full Throttle or Day of the Tentacle? I think Full Throttle is Lie to him. Oh, never mind. Well, I can see they both say 2 to 3 on TA, but... Well, I, I, I will talk about that next week once it's completed. But, yeah, we got stuck on something, but it's a shorter game. We'll just put it that way. Grim Fandango is the long one. That one is next. Have like a few days to try to get this done before December. And I look forward to it though, except for the tank controls. That sucks. They should not make you have to do that for an achievement. But it's a remaster. It's a big boo. No, you have to redo it. You have to play it. Yeah, the remasters like are awesome. Though. They they all have like um, 
developer's commentary and cool behind the scenes, like, you know, uh, collect, what do you call it? When you, they show you like drawings, concept art, that's it. All that kind of stuff. A lot of love was put into these remasters. I recommend them all. Thankfully, they were put into Game Pass. I don't know if they would be worth $15 each. But they're certainly welcome in Game Pass. Tank Controls one is a little bit annoying because you can't start the game in Tank Controls. So you have to start the regular game, go to options, change it there, then start the game over from scratch. Yes, I did read about that. That is welcome to know. Yeah, it's a, it's so you don't a waste a couple minutes, game. but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nate, what's your, what's your second game you got one you, sure. that you want to talk about? The second game I want to talk about real quickly is a game called Clocker. Wait a second. Hardly newer. <laughs> <laughs> so this game was on sale a little while back, and I picked it up. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a puzzler. Uh, it's kind of based on time and uh, rewinding and fast-forwarding time uh, for individuals. So the art style is kind of um, it's kind of like paper cutouts. Kind of, uh, I think it looks interesting and. You know, it's not the the best art in the world, but it you know it works for what it needs to do. Um, and you're kind of moving through this town. Uh, someone sneaks into your office uh, and gives you a special watch. You start to disassemble it, uh, which is the only part of the game so far that isn't like based on forwarding or rewinding time. Uh, and then bad things happen as you go to pick up your daughter. You you know you fall or She's about to get hurt, and then uh, you drop the watch, and all of a sudden time stops. It freezes before she gets hurt, so that's good. But then the rest of the game is about you trying to manipulate time in this town to get pieces of the watch back so that you can restart time normally. So time is currently frozen for everybody, but you can find individuals uh, on these various street scenes, and you can move them. Sometimes you can move objects uh, back and forth through time, and the challenge here or the puzzle here is figuring out which character to move at what time. Uh, sometimes you can get characters to move through multiple scenes by um, just fast forwarding them far enough. Like there's like there's let's say two screens into the game. There's a guy walking down the street. He wants to go to a cafe. He says he's hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, if you just fast forward his time all the way, he walks off screen. You go back into the other screen and then you can have him continue to walk into the cafe and go have a seat. Uh, and that can uh, basically solve one particular puzzle that you need to get access to another room on a third screen. Uh, and, and that is basically the game. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's okay. It's, you know, it's kind of fun. I did it towards the end of a, of a long day. So maybe it wasn't the most exciting game at that time. Uh, and I don't, well, there's no solution on TA. I'm assuming this was a Steam game, so there's probably a guide out there for that. Uh, and I think that the individual achievements, um, if you put them together, I think they tell you how to get, how to complete the game, but there is no current walkthrough on TA. Uh, like I said, I didn't get too far into the game, so I didn't bother with going to find a, a walkthrough, nor do I actually want one at this point. Um, the game isn't that long, I think. Um, what would you clock it as? <laughs> if I was on TA, I would say it's about two to three hours. Oh. Uh, and since there's <laughs> no guide, I don't know. Maybe people actually figured it out in two to three hours. 
So <laughs> it's a fun little game. Uh, there's not that many achievements. It's only 13. Um, so yeah, if it goes on sale again, uh, check it out maybe. Okay. That cool. was Clocker. Yeah. Clock that one in quickly. Uh, L, you have one more game that you want to talk about. Yeah, only one. Definitely only one. Would never talk about a lot of games. All right. Well, last night, uh, good old Vulgar said, oh, you want to jump into Four Kings Casino and Slots? He said it just like that. Uh, it's a f- f- new-ish game. It's new to Xbox. Um, it's free to play, and it is one of the worst games I have ever played. Oh, I sound like Wow, for real? It is one of the worst made games, but it was really fun to play with a group of people. It's just very janky. It's not that it's bad. It's just janky, and you lose connection. And Oh, uh, that's sad. It's just, yeah. Um, so he needed an achievement to pass a, a, a VIP pass onto someone else, so he did that and passed it to me. Um, but then... Uh, I noticed Mental Knight was playing, so I invited him into our party. And then before you knew it, or before I knew it, we had What the Fug in there, we had Michelle, we had Dino Bull, and even Inferno, who's very famous in the G-Task. So Mental Knight noticed there's an achievement for for, uh, bowling, for winning a six-player bowling match. And it's weird because... Mental Knight said um, he tied with someone, and, and he and they both got the achievement. So just for science, we decided to get all six of us to have a tie and see if we would all pop the achievement. So we all threw gutter ball after gutter ball after gutter ball, and getting a gutter ball is an achievement on, on its own. But uh, go figure. <laughs> so of course we were like, oh man, if someone accidentally gets pinned, they're going to screw it up for everyone. I can't imagine what happened. Believe it or not, that person wasn't me. <laughs> 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 And I won't tell you who it was, Michelle. So what happened was, if you go idle, they automatically roll for you. And you wind up getting two pins. So we didn't realize that if if you just if everyone idled, you're going to get the exact same roll down the middle. It's going to hit two pins every time. Ah. We eventually got the, the score tied back up again. Everyone had two pins. And during the game, you can actually disconnect, which happened to a few of us. But if you go back in, you're still in the game, thankfully. But even oh, if your control, even if your controller dies, you lose connection. <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> dumb? That's such a great game. Uh, Fug actually noticed. If you look on um, shoot trophies, the game's been out for PS4 since 2015. So yeah, it's it's an older game than than you would think. So of course we all got tied, and we got to the very end, on the final screen. I wound up losing connection. Uh, of course. On the screen where you're supposed to get the achievement. So everyone else got the achievement except for me. <laughs> Luckily, everyone was nice enough to go through a second time. And this time we could actually bowl for real as long as I wound up winning at the end. And we got that done. So thank you to everyone who helped with that. And then we wound up doing some six-player poker as well. And everyone got the achievement for winning a full table poker game. But not prominence poker. No, you have to try this. <laughs> I plan on it. Oh, man. It's like an MMO, right? It is like an MMO. And actually, they were using MMO words that I didn't even know, like 
like instance. You have to be in the same instance as someone else. I never mm-hmm. did before. But then we realized you could just invite someone to to your game, so you didn't have to luck into finding them because that's what we were doing at first. And there's another achievement for playing in a 20 plus player game of bingo, so we got that one done as well. That's only a 5G guy, but yeah, Mental Knight has 9,500 TA in this game. I think he's. I don't know. He might be trying to be the first one to complete it. He, he's been living in that game, as he says. Do it. Do it. Do it. So, yeah, um, a crappy game can be made fun with friends, even if it's Cake Bash. So, also, on Friday night, Volger hosted his first of what will hopefully be many community nights. Uh, we played Halo first? Master Chief Collection. That wasn't his first. He did Friday the 13th. Well, Before that. this is official. You did do that. You're right. Okay, fine. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Well, this was Friday the 20th, all right? This was different. It was seven days later. You're right. So I know you joined in after I left, but... That I did. Smart move. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, yeah. Shoot him. If he was smart, he would have <laughs> downloaded the game before. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> 50 gig install. Let's start it right now. Oh my gosh. Why didn't my background background downloads download it? <laughs> we talked about it last week on the podcast to get it downloaded. So yes, actually, I wasn't there for that. So believe it or not, Kenny, I have evidence that I won a multiplayer game of King of picks the Hill. Picks or it didn't happen. I do have picks. And then I promptly got destroyed. Ahizo is actually low-key very good at this game. And Alex, our Davies as well. So I believe on Black Friday, the idea is to play Forza Horizon 4. Yes. I don't know much about the multiplayer in that game, so hopefully we can all get together cars. and do it. Oh, you drive cars? And v- fast. Do you go I'm vroom, pretty sure vroom? you can drive cars, yeah. Yes, vroom, vroom. Sometimes you go left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and he's looking to start that around 9 Eastern. Yep, and as usual, if anyone has any ideas for any multiplayer games, let us know. Yeah, like I said, this will probably be an ongoing thing, a Friday night community session. Obviously, you probably earn some achievements, but it's you know, more for fun. We'll, who knows what we'll do, some Jackbox, um, golf with friends. I fr- I, there was a bunch of suggestions that was throwing around in the patron VIP room or channel in the Discord and I'm kind of blanking on what they were. Yeah, Friday should be fun time. And the best part about it is, more likely than not, any game that we play will either have been Games of Gold, Game Pass, or a free game so you don't have to spend money. But if you do want to spend money, this is the time where you can find some recommendations <laughs> did it. Go ahead, Nate. What you got? Sail away! Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've got a, a weird, perfect storm of sales. We have the awesome regular Monday night sales. And then we also have this really lame Black Friday sale. Uh, so I have no <laughs> idea which one of these comes from which, uh, but I think I actually do. Uh, King's Air, Rise to the Throne. $1.49 down from 15 This is an Artifacts Monday game, so you know exactly wow. what you're getting into. Uh, and a fun fact, this used to be called Kingmaker Rise to the Throne. So I think it's been out before. Maybe it's been on sale before. But at 150 
that's a price I cannot refuse for an Artifacts mini game. Do you have any idea why it was changed? I don't know. I'm just going to assume that Kingmaker is another game series, I believe. Um, I don't know. It's okay. definitely another property. I know it's a term I've heard before. I think it's related to either a book series or I don't know. Uh, so, so no, I don't know. Uh, and Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, uh, $7.99 down from 20 It's not a huge sale, but uh, this is a good platformer. Uh, TA will tell you that it's one to two hours, but that was before they took out the ability to use passcodes. I think it would let you jump through or maybe make the difficulty really easy. I don't know. Uh, you, point is, you can't do it any longer. You actually have to play this game. It's definitely going to take you longer than one to two hours. And finally... In terms of AAA games that are no longer AAA price, we have Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. This is the third game in the new Tomb Raider series. It is $15 down from $60. Uh, this includes the DLC and all that fun stuff. So this is a great price. And this is one of those, you know, that you only normally see at the uh, Black Friday or the end of the year sales. Uh, so if you like that game series, and it is fun, uh, go ahead, check it out. Don't do it. You won't play it. <laughs> Rise of the Tomb Raider is what I've said this on the podcast before, but that's one of my favorite games. I love that. I haven't played Shadow yet. It was on Game Pass mm -hmm. a little over a year ago, I think, at this point. I started it, and then it was announced that I was leaving, so I'm like, well, I don't want to get halfway through. And then not be able to complete it. So I never bought it and went back to it. And this is one game that I was looking at picking up as well. That is a really good price. And it is the um, the uh, Definitive Edition. And along with that, if you haven't actually played these games, the Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year anniversary, which has all the DLC, is $6. And... Tomb Raider, the 2013 version, is... I think I saw it for $3. Something, something real, real cheap right now. Is that that old now? Jeez. So you can have all three games, two of which are... that I've, I played the first two. Incredible games. Highly, highly recommend them. Really, really good games. And then you can get Shadow of Tomb Raider for $25-ish. Good deal. Um couple of games I'm going to recommend. One I've already bought. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. That's Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and um, Revelations. That's $12. Second game, this one's probably a dumb one to buy considering it's now first party, but Doom, the 20... When this come out, 16? 16, yeah. Yeah, 2016 version is 6 bucks. Doom Eternal is on Game Pass. These are two games that I really want I really want to play. I feel like I I would enjoy them, especially with just uh, ripping death metal the entire time. But I've never really played them that much. I'm considering buying this, but then again... I have enough games to play. Maybe I'll wait till it come to Game Pass. Fingers crossed. I don't know. And then another third game I'm going to recommend, which I'm buying. I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy this one this time, even though I've said that before. Hungry Shark World. It's kind of like um, 
feeding frenzy-ish. It's $5. It goes on sale all the time. But it looks like fun. I want to play the game. But I just, I honestly, I just forget to pick it up a lot. Corey, what do you got? All right. You ready to hear about some good games? Uh, how dare you, sir? Oh, boy. All right. So <laughs> I, I have some good games uh, on my list. I'm going to start with uh, one of the top ones. American Ninja Warrior is $4.50. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, I do game share with Elroy. And so this is kind of like the perfect, uh, little game for him. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't not think of him when I saw it. So definitely pick that one up. Uh, additionally, I picked up Avengers. So that one is down to $30. Uh, it, maybe it's too much if, uh, you know, if you are just going in by yourself, maybe, uh, but we have a, we have a group. Everybody has said that they're going to get it. Uh, and so we will play that. However, I, I kind of knew about it beforehand, but getting the game and actually I started it yesterday, the, the multiplayer bit comes after the campaign. So you actually have to play the campaign first if you don't want to be ruined by the story. So I don't know how much content is in the single player versus how much grinding is in the multiplayer, but I tell you what, that, first part of the game is just kind of kind of cool so maybe even thirty dollars is pretty good for it um and this is like you know post bug fixes uh or at least a lot of bug fixes so uh, so far it's been really great and I, i'm actually looking forward to loading it back up as soon as i can so yeah avengers 30 bucks uh good to go there and then additionally control ultimate edition now this game is 20 bucks it comes with control in both DLCs that have achievements. So you can actually get the full, the real completion uh, for $20. And this is a game I've been wanting. Uh, I've held off on uh, mostly because it's not considered a Metroidvania, even though I'm told it kind of is. <laughs> uh, but $20 is really good for that and the DLC. And it gets you access to the Xbox series version of control. When that drops sometime next year, and that could be like a shared list, but it also could be a stack. It's really a 50-50 shot in the dark at this point. Um, so 20 bucks for the uh, good game. I hear good things about it. With the possibility of having another list for $0 is, you know, I, I can't pass that up. So I definitely got those three things and that filled up my punch card. And I will probably be buying the... Uh, the Bla- Blasphemous, which is a Metroidvania, it is $12.50. It's been $12.50 like two times in the past three to five months. But I think now's the time to get it, uh, use some reward points, and uh, pick it up for basically free. And it has a walkthrough on TA now that was made by Skeptical Mario. So I'm going to show some support to him hey, there you go. and follow that guide. I kind of went through it a little bit. Looks very thorough. Uh, so yeah, that should be a, a good time. Oh, I, I got a, I got a little announcement to make, uh, in regards to this. So with the black Friday sales going on, if you're not in discord, you, you may have not seen it. And if you don't look at your Xbox messages, like I don't, then, uh, you might miss this as well. I have, I had an alt that had a free $5 in it that, uh, it expired in June. I didn't know it got the message, but anyways, uh, Rip. They are sending out random amounts of money right now. So check your Xbox messages. One of my accounts had a $10 gift code in it. So oh, nice. you might have something in yours. Just uh, put that out there. 
Yeah, I got five dollars uh, the other day. That was from an email, right? Yes. This is different. This, this is different. Is, this is different. They sent out Get emails. More codes. The email thing was kind of time sensitive. I told Elroy about it, and he didn't see the text message, and he woke up the next morning, and he's like, ah, is that out of luck or something like that? So he missed out on that. <laughs> ah. that I think that was $5 around the board. That's this what is, you get for going to bed, you old fart. Well, this was like 8 o'clock, so I think he, he just doesn't oh. check his phone. He's, he's not... I just he's not as, his, uh, I love you, Elroy. He's not as tight his phone, which is good. No, oh. he's tech savvy. He's very smart with his tech. Uh, anyways, you might have free money in your Xbox messages. Uh, so I encourage you all to check. That's it. Wasn't there also um, punch cards? I yeah, I just, just, I just about to that. ask about that. Uh, so yeah, those three completed my punch card, and the punch card happens to be for buying $50 worth of games in the Black Friday sale. It has to be oh, the yeah. Black Friday sale. So uh, you can, if you click on that in Microsoft Rewards, it will take you to that Xbox page that you can browse just so you make sure you don't pick an, an additional sale from something else. But uh, 50 bucks, you get 5,000 reward points back. So kind of like five bucks right. back, 10%. You're losing money if you don't spend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got my punch card with um, Control Ultimate Edition. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Gang Beasts, which I didn't talk about, but I heard that's really fun. Uh, it was $10, I think. $9, down from $20. Uh, Cartoon Network Battle Crashers is like $1.50. It's practically free, uh, so it must be really good. And then Underworld totally. Ascendant, uh, I picked up for $7.50, down from something else, uh, much higher than $7.50. Uh, and that game seems okay. So, Speaking of Gang Beasts, I have access to it. We could play that. That would be fun to stream. Uh, but as long as L's not there. It's a good party game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as L's not there. Hey. Not nice. Well, L. The gang wouldn't be all there. Enough of them. Al, do you have any games you would recommend on this lovely sale? I do. What you got? <laughs> oh, gosh. What? Oh, gosh. I, I just good... I just saw what you wrote, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What did I write? <laughs> what what you wrote while we were reading off our list. Go ahead. No idea what he's talking Looks about. Looks like you found a deal. I did? Okay. So, oh, no. that That's one that's been yeah, there. It was there for a while. Oh, okay. Something. Totally. <laughs> okay, so he actually didn't write anything for this section. Got it. <laughs> All right, well, my quick gamer score or easy gamer score game that I picked this week is Monopoly Deal, which I've been talking about forever. It's $1.24. I grabbed that one for finally. Fun, not for achievements. Yeah, exactly. So I did notice that I believe it's the first time that uh, Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2 is on sale. So it's still $30, but it's not $40 anymore. So if you're waiting on that. Completely worth it. Here you go. It's worth it at 40 It is. It just, just, we all stopped playing it after two weeks. It was crazy. But it is worth it if you're, if you're going to. I'll play it again. It. Yeah, hey, they've updated like, party mode. We should uh, we should hit that up. Oh, that's next week's stream. Um, the other game I'm eyeing is Jack, <laughs> Jackbox Party Pack Seven. Ah, twenty five percent off. It's still twenty two forty nine, but mm. I know. But those games are really fun. That's what I hear. And yeah. That's what I got. All right. Not too much. 
Yeah, these Black Friday lists, there's always too much on here. The problem is, is there are tailored to people who like good games and mainstream games, and you don't play AAA games, so... Ooh, I'm, ha- I'm happy finding four things that I think are very well priced. I mean, technically, I've bought three games already. Thank you, Microsoft Rewards. All right. Well, if you don't want to spend any money, we have the Games with Gold list has been released for December. So before before the month ends, be sure to pick up the ones for November. But the games that we're getting is the Raven for the for the Xbox One that's available the entire month of December. Bleed Two is another Xbox One game. Start it, that's available from December sixteenth to January fifteenth. Then on the three sixty side, uh, Saints Row Four: Gat Out of Hell available from the first to the fifteenth. And then stacking, also on the 360, that's available from the 16th to the 31st. That's a good game. Yes, is it? Sure. It's another. I think that's another double fine game. It is another double fine. Yep. It is a double fine. It's game. just uh, just tons of personality in that game. But yeah, very. You're not. Yeah, it's a hard one to figure out on your own. But it's good. It's good. Um, honestly, I don't have any any of these games, so that's four more games that I'll be stacking up in my backlog. <laughs> oh, nicely done. <laughs> two for two. All right. No real Game Pass news, so we will just kick it on over to the contest. Corey, what you got for G-Task? Okay, so this week we saw probably our biggest batch of losers uh, that are friends with the AH101 account. And so I'm just going to rattle them off uh, as quick as I can. So Simso, Alex RD, Freem Hole, ZZ Urban Spaceman, Seamus McLimey, Fisto Roboto, High Road V2, MDP73, Skeptical Mario, Northern Lass, It's Alive. Uh, they have all been eliminated from the team side. Oof. From the individual, we also have Simso again. Uh, my teammate Jay Black, Seamus McLimey, and Toad Style Venom. They are gone from individual. Uh, and just a shout out to some of the teams. I did capture those this week or as best I was able to. Uh, those teams that went out were Real Zed Hunting 101. So that was a, that was a big community team of Urban Spaceman, Alex RD, Freemhole, and Simso. You all heard those names uh, just a second ago. Seamus McLimey's team. I think he's the only one on that team that is uh, in our community. That was Random Internet Friends. Fista Roboto. He was from Ultimate Zinger Box. And this one is another community full team of MDP, Northern Last High Road, and Skeptical Mario. That was, if we're still in it by December, stage and intervention. So... They were very close to uh, being intervened. Uh, that luckily they made it out just in time. Oh right, yeah, man, this is uh, ramping up here. Yeah, my team was closer to the line than we had thought. Going to bed and woke up 
Oh wait, there's one more team. It it's alive. Um, his team got eliminated, but I can't find it. It's not alive anymore. Though. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, I can get it in a second. I just gotta scroll. So, am I the only one still in this thing? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, what? I'm gonna go off a no. Oh, uh, I don't know. Dude, I'm doing very well for myself. Thank you very much. Well, your favorite challenge was last week to spell out uh, words. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's alive. Their team name was the Fall Guys. Um, but but yeah, uh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So last week was a, a fun spelling challenge for the team side or for the solo side right uh remind me what the team side was i don't remember we got it 200 achievements that's what it was yeah super easy. no-brainer yeah super super easy i think we had like over 500 um for ours this week uh it happens to be the solo bonus uh, is actually pretty difficult scoring uh ending the period scoring at least 50 percent improvement over TAD and gamer score. Ooh. So that will be uh fun to try to hit. But the team bonus is actually pretty easy, uh, although boring. Unlock at least twenty achievements from simulation games for each player on your team. Now I do know that you could boot up Planet Coaster and I think you could search for the word achievement. And there's some worlds already there. There's a roller coaster and you simply mm-hmm put it in the sandbox mode and you ride it for about two minutes, three minutes. And yeah, you get like 10 or 11 achievements. I already did it. <laughs> nice. I think NBA Kirkland yeah. talks about it in the, uh, in the, and actually they are not like easy achievements to get otherwise. So they're actually pretty good TAD. I think it's like set Nova, like net 700 for doing that, for doing no work. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to playing any more simulation games. Luckily, I only need two or three left. I booted up uh, Norman's Greatest Illusion, which is a super easy game for some uh, for simulation. And then I popped The Sims achievement. I just hate The Sims so much, The Sims 4, <laughs> that like, you have to download these little families and it's like not super clear to me what you got to do. So... Yeah, I'm probably going to play Island Saver, to be honest, start that up. I don't know. You're not going to do the Sims 4 cheaty thing? That's what well, he was just saying. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of convoluted, and yeah. like you got to do stuff. You got to do stuff after you some of these things that it's you download. There's a lot of loading. There's uh, a lot I mean, of there, loading. There is there's that. a lot of things you have to follow, and oh, it was it's not like no. no, it's it's not like download and load. Some of them are. Maybe, but not all of them. Okay. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about Island Saver. Well, Elroy bought the DLCs, so I have everything. <laughs> it's just a six to, eight hour, six to eight hour game. I think it's up to 13 with the DLC. That's not hard, but, you know, I'm not looking to do Work. long things on stuff that I don't want to play. So simulation just is not my thing most of the time sims 4 has console commands not really though we just said that anyways no console (laughs) commands not many people know this not that i would use them yeah i've talked about this they they do it doesn't make anything really that easy it just makes it so so your guy can't die and stuff like that you can put on like cheats so your 
Oh, well, so I don't want to play The Sims 4 normally, so I definitely don't want to play <laughs> it like that either. All right, okay. what about uh, the Gamertag Challenge, Nate? This is the last week of November. Yes, this is the last week of November. Uh, we are currently uh, celebrating Cowboy Killer 360, uh, and his wildcard game is anything in the State of Decay series. So any achievement earned in this month or previous completion in a State of Decay game is worth one bonus point. And then the bonus was check yourself. Any achievement containing a CK word uh, is worth one draw. Uh, and variations are allowed, so kick, kicked, kicks uh, would all be potentials. Once you use it once, you cannot use it again. Uh, we will be picking a new gamer tag, uh, probably in the channel, since uh, our next show happens to fall on a Tuesday, uh, and that's the first day of the month. So, um, yeah, we'll probably announce that in channel and then talk about it on the show. That's right. Discord exclusive for a few days, so if you want to be in on that action. Check Discord. We'll have the new name, new bonuses, new bonus bonuses posted uh, at least by the first. Yeah, and get your get your scores in, get your uh, sheets updated within the first couple of days, and we will announce the winner. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll probably get in onto that next episode before Thursday, <clears throat> but we'll record it after. Do it in post. <laughs> All right. Well. We are rounding out the show. Let's hit up Brad Camp really fast. For completions, we have Retro Chief, 19. Nice. He has reached 225 <laughs> completed games. He just got that. And my buddy, Elroy OMJ, has hit 750 completed games. For completion percentage, we have the Alpha Seagull. You'll hear his name several more times. Uh, he's up to 46% completion percentage. Freedom Girl, 85 at 51%. Crazy Catman at 53%, and Jay Black at 55%. In ratio, we have the Alpha Seagull with a new milestone of 1.3. We have Mr. P-Tart with a 1.5, and Philip Wendell has reached a new milestone of 1.6. In streaks, we have Luke the Duke, 268, uh, who's currently on a 25-day win streak. I Need to Go P is on a 50-day win streak. Fight Club X, or Fight Club with an X, is the U, is on a 53-day streak. Death Dealers is currently on an 850-day streak. And Elroy OMJ is on a 1,200-day streak. And I'll read Fufu's part, since nobody can tell us apart in looks, voice, or game taste. <laughs> Crunchy Goblin 68 has oh reached at 7,000 <laughs> achievements one. Neo 21 is at 14,000 achievements one. El Follette 77, 15,000 achievements. What the fuck, 18,000 achievements. And Toast Style Venom at 31,000 achievements one. All right. In gamer score, the Alpha Seagull has already gotten a foof, 100,000 gamer score. GG. Um, apologies to Neo21X. We forgot his 400,000 gamer score last week. So well done on that one. Koshmos. 500K, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's about time. What did you do it with? <laughs> Uh, well, I had been slow rolling for a little while both because of work and just not being fully healthy and wanting to play other things. And so, yeah, so it took me a little bit longer than I really wanted to. I used 
You Don't Know Jack on the 360. Uh, and the achievement was 500,000 air. So I figured that was kind of fitting. <clears throat> and I had to do some, <laughs> I had to do some weird playing with that. And I was also trying to combine that with not wasting my time uh, playing the game, but you had to kind of be careful because if you did too well uh, around about that same time of getting 500,000 lifetime score, you're also getting close to getting the highest, uh, like game level or whatever it is or title that you can get in the game. So I kept trying to get to balance getting close to the 500 line and then also backing off on doing well, uh, to not get that tag. So it was a little bit, a little bit hectic there at the very end, but, uh, I got it in there. So I'm pretty happy. Way to go. You're halfway to the million. Halfway to the million. Yeah, next one I probably care about is, I guess, the 7.5, right? Nah. Six. Go all the way. Every 100,000 special. Nah. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier, while I'm still, while I'm reading more, uh, Corey, go look at the list for um, <laughs> the casino game. Just look at the achievement list. It'll be worth it. All right. JZARP43 has reached a new milestone of 550,000 gamer score. Uh, my good old buddy, the cheating MDP73, has reached a new milestone of 550,000 gamer score. I cannot wait to hear his total for point and clicks. All right, more on that later. Blue Thunder7398 has reached a new milestone of 1,050,000 gamer score. And TA score, oh boy! I don't do that as well as Freem used to. Has reached a new milestone of 300,000 TA score. Chesno on ice, 350,000 TA score. Fista Roboto, 350,000 TA score. Matthew H00, 700,000 TA score. Chewy on ice, not to be confused with Chesno, even though I combined them because I'm silly. 950,000 gamer score. Uh, we're missing some comments here. Anki Tim Fu has reached a new milestone of one million four hundred thousand TA score. Now we're getting the big boys and girls. Blue Thunder, one million four hundred fifty thousand, and Mental Knight with one point five million TA score. Did you find it yet, Corey? Oh yeah, they're great achievement names. A lot of uh quotes. Find are... the poker one. Oh, I did. I yeah, see I, it. I, yeah. You found it. I did. Yeah. I hardly knew her. Know her. I hardly know her. Yeah, it's not quite the same. I, showed it I had to word. think about it. I'm like, wait, what is it rhyme with? Oh, poker. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting to see that one in there. <laughs> it was. Wow, there are a lot of leaderboards. Here we go. MDP is in the top 500 of the TA leaderboard for point and clicks. The top 500. I believe he was trying to get one completion for every day of the month. We'll see how he winds up next week. The Alpha Seals in the top 50,000 uh, for fighting. If it was five for fighting, uh, we'd have something there. <laughs> Stop messing with the commas. <laughs> All right. The Alpha Seagull is now in the top 50,000 of fighting. He's now in the top 100,000 of a lot of leaderboards, which is... Pretty amazing since he is a recent starter of Xbox as a former trophy collector, whatever the hell you call those people. Boo. <laughs> uh, he's in the top thousand of the New York Gamer Score leaderboard array. What? 
He's coming for you, Al. He might be. <laughs> he might be. Um, Heizo is in the top 20 of Arizona Completed Games Leaderboard. Awesome. Mark B is in the top 2,000 of Europe. All of Europe. Yeah. Uh, Mr. P. Tart is in the top 50 of Michigander Gamer Scores. And That's good for the goose. <laughs> Chesno is in the top 500 of England Gamer Score Leaderboard for Tower Defense, spelled incorrectly. And Mark B is in the top 500 of the England TA Leaderboard for Golf. Okay. What's wrong with that? Uh, whatever floats your boat, Tiger Woods. Not bad. And Mattism is now in the top five of the Oklahoma Gamerscore leaderboard for Metroidvanias. Nice. Hey-o. Yeah, it's a good category. Yeah, but he's in Oklahoma. Is he really in Oklahoma? Boomer uh, Sooner. He's in the top five of six people. All right. Well, that will about do it for us this week. As always, you can catch the stream we did before and all future streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AH101. You can send us a Twitter tweet on the Twitter at Achievements101. Join the Discord. We may have some giveaways going on this week. Discord.io slash AH101. And if you can help us out, we would really appreciate your monies. Patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. The patrons are the real MVPs. They keep the show going. Uh, with that, be sure to keep listening on for all the extra content that's going on the show. And class is dismissed. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. See you later. Hello, I'm Wack Vale, and on an earlier podcast, Kushmus dared to challenge me into playing the roguelite-ish 2D run-and-gun hive jump, claiming it was ridiculously difficult. 1000 game score worth almost 7000 TA reinforced his statement. I booted up the game, started the campaign, chose a drop site for my hive jumper, and quickly got swarmed by the insectoid or the visions who quickly exterminated my hive jumper, only leaving a backpack behind. Seconds later, another jumper spawned in on the now badly damaged backpack and slowly progressed deeper into the hive, where a huge boss on the third level ate my jumper and backpack, sending me back to the world map where one of my poorly defended bases got destroyed by the vile Ordovicians. Kush did say it was difficult, so I tried again, slowly making progress until my jumper was insta-killed by spikes and a new one quickly replaced it thanks to the handy backpack. At this stage, I did not enjoy the game very much, slowly progressing through the swarming enemies who often surprised me by throwing me into fire pits or getting instantly killed by spikes. However, I persevered and managed to defeat my first hive. This time, I used my goo currency to defend my newly reclaimed land, which was easily defended with 999 jumpers.
I used remaining goo I'd acquired to upgrade my weapon and buy an overshield and all of a sudden the game just clicked for me. The difference in perceived difficulty cannot be overstated. In my mind the game went from an impossible completion into a surely doable one. I blazed through the campaign, often with little effort once I had figured out what I was up against and completed the campaign in around 15 hours. Key takeaways being making sure you use the overshield and upgrade your weapons but make sure your new sites are properly secured. I used the upgraded starter weapon through the entire campaign and it is probably the best weapon in the game aside from the prohibitively expensive extreme ultraviolence light. Hive Jump turned out to be way easier than I expected but turned out to be a pain to complete, mostly due to the multiplayer achievements but first and foremost rescuing the 100 unique survivors. I invited Icefire TN, Kushmus and Kronos thinking it would only take 15 minutes or so to complete the multiplayer achievements. While the time estimate turned out to be close, it turns out the console edition of Hive Jumpers only features local multiplayer. Being geographically distant from the rest of the party, I decided to do the 4 player multiplayer with my son, each on two controllers. It was a pain. You only need to complete a 3 level hive with 4 players, but since all players share the same screen and has to stay close to each other, getting them to the boss was rough. Once there, I realized only one, possibly two out of the random 4 bosses are actually doable without 4 actual players, as you won't be able to see the boss, or its attacks without maneuvering all players at the same time. Since I couldn't see the boss before it killed us, we restarted, hoping for the one screen boss and luckily we got it and managed to defeat it with two players on four controllers. This left me with two luck based achievements tied to survivors. Every non-boss level has up to two special rooms with upgrades and around half of the time a survivor. There's an achievement for meeting, well, I hope, 20 developer survivors and all unique survivors, of which there likely are 100. So far, I've rescued almost 500 survivors, but I'm still missing at least one developer survivor, who hopefully is my last unique survivor as well. The issue is that the survivors are randomly assigned each run, so every time you find a survivor, there is a 1% chance it is a specific one. Probability is not on my side in this case. After completing the campaign, I had found 60 unique survivors. To find the remaining survivors, I've been playing so-called endless runs, as survivors do not repeat in a single run, increasing the odds the further I go to get my elusive final survivor. Despite being called endless mode, it actually ends somewhere around level 80. On top of my many less successful jumps, I've done two 4 hour jumps, which eat netted me around 80 survivors per run, yet I'm still missing one. As it is luck based, it might be 5 minutes more of playtime, or 15 hours. Speaking of luck, there's also one incredibly rare monster you have to kill for the kill them all achievement. It's a special monster which only appears on dark levels, laughs at you and teleports around instantly killing you if it touches you. In almost 30 hours of playtime, I've only seen it once. After defeating your first queen, which are the bosses of the four campaigns, you likely have killed all the other enemies but this one. Hive Jump 
features great pixel graphics, a kick-ass soundtrack, fast-paced action through the procedurally generated levels and offers a great yet doable challenge. Unfortunately, it can get repetitive as you'll see the same handful of enemies and bosses over and over again in the few different biomes. The content is stretched rather thin as it is and making unlucky achievement hunters spend many extra hours looking for the final survivors makes things worse. On top of the bugs trying to kill you, there are also technical bugs which might throw off your run if you're not careful. I never ran into anything game breaking but the most common one was triggered by jumping up slopes which sometimes throws you off the map respawning you at the beginning of the level. Despite grinding for survivors for more than 10 hours after being done with the rest of the achievement list, I still find it very fun even if I'd prefer to be done by now. The final nitpick I have is that the final runs can get a bit long. With 9 or more levels it can take around 30 minutes to finish a mission, and quitting out counts as a failure resulting in an alien counterattack, which might get expensive. For G-Task purposes, this is an excellent title to dig into, and you can get most if not all of the achievements in around 15 hours, depending on luck and skill. It is a bit backloaded, but the achievement ratios increases very quickly as you progress through the game. By getting some very rare achievements, I've tanked the ratio a bit, but the TA should stay above 5000 for the foreseeable future. Thanks Kush for issuing the challenge. Now let's see how many bosses you can defeat in Driven Out. Have a nice day everyone! I finally got the completion after rescuing 462 survivors.